Welcome to the first ever Disruptive Social Skills Podcast by Life Confident, where we focus on melting away shyness and social anxiety, building skyscraper confidence, and developing cloud-bursting social skills. I'm your host, Richard Gray, and today we're going to look at 10 self-confidence skills to make your personality go viral. So let's see if we can live up to that title. So you look at self-confident people, then you look at yourself and you ask, is self-confidence a skill that I can develop or is it a personality trait you just have to be born with? In this episode, we're going to cover 10 self-confidence skills that when practiced daily will transform you into a confident person and prove beyond doubt that confidence is not a birthright reserved for some but not for others. Consider it two children of equal intelligence in the same interpersonal and intrapersonal areas of intelligence. One grows up in a loving environment, is encouraged and supported and sent to the best school available. They learn a profession while the second child has the opposite experience. They get criticised more than encouraged get bullied in school, become withdrawn, bypass university and drift into a low or semi-skilled job. If these two children ever meet up in adulthood, it's probable the first one will have the confidence and the high ground in their conversation. But reverse their roles and you would reverse their experience. And now it will be the second child that would have the upper ground in the conversation. This is, of course, a very simplistic scenario and doesn't really take into account whether each of these children would naturally excel in social intelligence. But the fact is, shyness and social anxiety can keep anyone permanently on the low ground in any scenario by forming a mental barrier between mixing with others and embracing opportunities. Being deprived of interpersonal skills practice and reduced career opportunities as a result are the perpetuating reasons your self-confidence levels continue being starved of opportunity to grow and flourish. The following now are 10 little self-confidence builders that will begin to erode those mental barriers and slowly allow and naturally confident behaviour to flourish. Number one, decision speed. We all know what happens when we stop to think too long about things. We end up talking ourselves out of doing them. So making a quick decision without thinking through the consequences. It can feel like jumping out of a plane, but without a parachute. And it can also feel very liberating. So, making low-level decisions faster than you normally would is the first of your self-confidence tasks. Number two, conviction. Lack of confidence and self-belief causes us to suppress our own thoughts and opinions for fear of offending others or being challenged. The result is we become bland, agreeable, and led by what others want to talk about. Our lack of assertiveness also means we have less to contribute 
due to getting less airtime to talk about our own interests and areas of knowledge. So asserting your own opinions more, regardless of the potential response, is step two of your self-confidence progress. Number three, the inner critic. That ever-present, uninvited and suspicious guest that lives in your head. As slow as we can be to make decisions, your inner critic is fast to make negative feedback against you and everyone you come into contact with, especially when it's in a bad mood. So challenging and silencing this inner critic on an ongoing basis when it delivers a negative report will improve your stress management skills. Number four, the outer voice. If you've ever been asked to speak up or to repeat yourself, this is either because your voice is going quiet when your anxiety is rising, or you have set your default speaking volume quite low. Anxiety can make your breathing become shallower. You may also have set your volume quite low in a subconscious attempt to become less visible. It's the air passing over your vocal cords that gives your voice its tone. So breathing evenly and deeply while speaking a little louder than sounds natural to your ear is step four of your self-confidence training. Step five, posture power. Hunching over or slouching is the first stage of your subconscious trying to curl up into a protective ball or make you look a little bit smaller and less noticeable. You may be unaware of your low confidence posture, but your body language is busy transmitting the evidence of it to others and ensuring they treat you accordingly. So straightening up whenever you consciously remember to do so is a fundamental action of step five. Halfway through now, step six, extend pleasantries. So little everyday interactions, maybe something that you've gotten into the habit of minimising or avoiding. Waiting for your neighbour to go in before you step out, for instance. Or using self-service tills at the supermarket, perhaps to avoid the cashiers. Embracing any and all opportunities for a brief social interaction. Or just extending some pleasantries or short-term actions that can give compounding, long-term future results. Number seven, represent yourself. When was the last time you won an argument or really just stood your ground and said no when somebody took you for granted or made one request too many? When you have low confidence, people can sense you are someone they can take liberties with, unload their stress on, or take advantage of, all with little resistance or comeback from you. So standing your ground against the person responsible and saying no to unfair demands will quietly gain respect, I guarantee it. This should be a major goal of your self-conscious, self-confidence, excuse me, your self-confidence journey. Number eight, energy leader. Do you know of individuals who are either naturally exuberant and high energy? Individuals who are always sad and low energy? Or individuals 
who are always complaining about everything. When you're with one of these character types, your own energy seems to go up or down a degree to match theirs. In any conversation, you can either lead with your energy or you can be led. So raising your energy levels and bringing a positive vibe to conversations by as little as 10% will be enough not to raise those fake flags with the critics in your circle, if you have them. Go too far, too fast, and people will notice the difference within you. You will notice the difference within you, and it won't feel right, it won't feel natural to you or to them, and they will question it. So, raise your energy, your positivity, by just 10% in the beginning. And get comfortable with it. And it will fly under the radar of those in your circle. And once you're there, once you're comfortable, build on it by another 10%. Maybe a week later. Number nine, eye contact. We have a similar principle here. When you're meeting someone's gaze during conversation. Or even raising your eye line from the ground when walking down the street. For a shy person. This can feel like trying to race the Titanic. Whenever, whatever level your gaze naturally rests at, though, it's always a good barometer of where your self-esteem is. So raising your eye level and prolonging eye contact with others by about 10% is step nine for developing a well-rounded self-confidence. When you're comfortable with that extra 10%, Build on it again and again until you're at a place where you need to be. Number 10, self-pacifying. When we're feeling self-conscious or anxious under the spotlight of attention, we begin performing subconscious little calming actions, such as stroking our hair, rubbing our neck, our chin, our thighs, etc. Joe Navarro an ex-FBI agent and author of the book, What Everybody Is Saying, calls these self-pacifying actions. Internally, these actions are designed to calm ourselves down by releasing the mood-stabilising serotonin. But externally, our body language is once again broadcasting our dips in confidence to the subconscious of others. Breaking pacifying habits is the tenth step for developing self-confidence skills. So just remember, changing lifelong habits such as a slouch or a quiet voice can't happen overnight. There's no magic bullets and no weird little tricks for this. Simply a dogged perseverance in a process of retraining your brain over a longer period of time. For some that might be as much as two years, but what's that against a lifetime? What this also means is you don't have to go from zero to a hundred with any of these confidence actions. Simply change the situation whenever you catch yourself in a slouch, a pacifying action, avoiding eye contact or dodging your neighbour. This last one doesn't count, by the way, if your neighbour is an axe murderer. OK, so to help you out here, we at Life Confident have developed the Confident Week seven day challenge to turn confidence building into a game. So you're not 
comparing yourself against others, but you're competing against yourself to continually improve in all 10 of these confidence scenarios. Try it for a week, and if you like it, record your results and try again for another week and see if you can beat your previous week's results. Okay, thanks for listening and all the best. I'm the founder of Life Confident and the creator of the Small Talk Master Keys. And this has been the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast. To find out more about Life Confidence and our programs, such as the Small Talk Master Keys, visit lifeconfident.com and then make sure to search for the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere that podcasts are found and click on subscribe.